Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up for our 2020 NFL Draft Preview Show. Ray and Tay are going to mock it up. We hope you and yours are safe and sound, and we finally have some, some real kind of legitimate sports to talk about. You know, the WNBA did their last uh, live draft last Friday, Ray, but it's NFL season. We're hyped up. We'll get into the mock, the, some sleepers, some trade rumors. And, Ray, the story of the draft is they had a test run the other day. I guess it was Monday. They had some kinks. How do you think this will play out for this new format? And do you think they'll have to pause it like we used to have to do in our fantasy drafts back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) They might. They might have to have that button, that, that that big red button that you goes right to the commissioner's office in Bronxville and is like, yeah, we have to pause the draft. Uh, no, it was pretty cool, though, how they did the mock, where they did it with NFL legends, and that would have been fun to be in that draft. Who are you drafting, Jerry Rice? Or are you drafting <laughs> Lawrence Taylor? Or are you drafting yeah. Joe Montana? The mock fun. draft might have been cooler than the actual draft. Think about that, how fun it would be to draft. Well, I'll tell you this. One thing I'm thinking, you know, I normally go higher on the trades for the first night than you, where I normally go six to seven. You're like three to four, maybe. I think this format will bring it more down to your neighborhood. I can't see more than five trades. So I would say there'll be four trades in the first round at best. Because, you know, at the back end of the first round, there's always – you know, you don't know if the Niners will trade out to get more picks because they'd only only have the first two picks at 13 and 31, and then they have another one in the fifth round, right? And then you got six different teams total, not in the first round, Steelers, Bears, Colts, bunch of teams, right? So there's always opportunity. Then you're hearing rumors, Giants and Lions might want to move down from three and four, and then the Dolphins might want to move up. So how many, if I say five, how many trades do you think will go down in the first round? I think something similar. I think four or five trades. Uh, Ultimately, you trade up to get somebody you want, largely a quarterback or an edge rusher. Um, You trade down if you don't have any picks or if you don't see the value and you're kind of caught in the middle. Moni in the middle. Where's she at? Mm -hmm. So I see this draft as being three quarterbacks and 
two edge rushers maybe that you would really move into the first round or move around within the first round for. Um, so maybe one or two of those quarterbacks cause some chaos, and then maybe a couple of teams go down. So uh, four or five. All right, so before we start the mock, let's get some sleepers. And then the shout-out to Brady, Bruce Arians, and Rob Gronkowski for pulling this maneuver where basically the Patriots traded a seventh-round pick and Gronk to the Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick, right? And like you said to me offline, that's kind of free money for the Patriots since Gronk was retired. A fourth-round pick could be a starter in this draft, so that's valuable. But then – Gronk, I mean, Gronk, or now he goes by Roberto. Um, <laughs> you got Gronk, <laughs> O.J. Howard, and Cameron Bray. Now, there are rumors that they might trade O.J. Howard, but me and you were both kind of like, hey, Gronk might only play one year, so slow down. Maybe just go with three tight ends. How do you think that will play out? And do you think Gronk will be, you know, back to the red zone, Gronk? Even if he's not, he's still a superior run blocker and he is a quarterback's best friend and Tom Brady could use some best friends in a team where he knows nobody and doesn't know much about the players but certainly Gronk could be a safety so I think Gronk will be on the field in all critical downs the problem with Tampa for those other two Cameron Brate and O.J. Howard together make an outstanding tight end, but they both have flaws, and Cameron Brate can't stay on the field for more than uh, I don't I don't have his snap count in front I of me, mean, but yeah. you know he's typically you know he's got little injury issues. OJ kind of yeah, came out a but with all the hype coming out. Uh, coming out of Alabama, he should have been much better at this point going into his third year. So I don't think if you traded them, you would get great value given where O.J. Howard especially was drafted. So you might need to hold on to them just because they're about as good as, what are you going to get, a fourth, third, fourth rounder for them? O.J. Howard's not going to get you a first rounder. I'm going to get you a second rounder at this point. No, I agree. Well, before we get into it, real quick, two or three sleepers. For me, I like Trayvon Diggs, right, Uh, Stephon's brother, the cornerback. I think he's got some talent. Could even sneak into the back end of the first round. I just didn't have him in my mock there. I definitely love, um, um, oh, my God, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, the running back. He can catch out of the backfield. He's like a little bit of a DeAndre Swift, and he's he's just very talented. He'll go early second round, and same with Cam Akers from Florida State. I think those three guys could really do damage in the NFL next season. What do you got for sleepers? And don't sleep on Jacob Eason for Washington, the quarterback, you know? Yeah, I think the second round is going to be a lot of guys that could potentially have first-round evaluations on them. Uh, I agree with you about the running back. I think that definitely a chance for a couple of running backs. Now, I know your draft is a little – I took a sneak peek at your draft, uh, (laughs) and I think we got some issues. So DeAndre Swift, I like him. I like him as a second rounder. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you know, this guy five years ago would be a first rounder. I mean, the amount of work he did at Wisconsin, but I think he's a second rounder. So to me, he's a sleeper. Um, I like, you know, there's some, you know, there's always a a premium on edge rushers. So 
the kid from Alabama, I think, uh, set him loose, Terrell Lewis. Um, you know who else I like? Another running back, J.K. Dobbins. I think those three guys can yeah. make a huge impact as second and potentially third rounders, but I think all three of them are ready to start and be, you know, top 15, 20 NFL running backs right here, right now. Real quick, do you like Jake Fromm? I feel like everybody's forgotten about him. He All he did was win at Georgia. He just lost to LSU and Bama, and that's no crime. What do you feel about him? Probably a day two. Yeah, Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm are these guys that were sexy and then they became unsexy. And yet I think that the adversity that they've been through and the fact that they've been in multiple big-time programs under big-time schemes, I think that's going to bode well. Look, at the very least, they will be very good backups. Right, yeah. and they have a chance to be starters. Um, you know, another guy we should talk about in that group is Jalen Hurts. Right, he's a guy that was a multiple t- as a freshman. He was the SEC Player of the Year. Now, granted, Offensive Player of the Year. Now, granted, SEC typically isn't known for quarterback play, and they're not you know killing it uh, historically. Um, but I think he's a winner. Quarterback, what he did at but he's a winner, and he's a solid addition and and you know new england patriots look like a a a nice little spot for him i don't think he's a first rounder but he's another guy that you know to have played under nick saban could use him as a backup you know sure sure with 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 a chance to be a starter and to play under nick saban and you know the the couple of offensive coordinators that he had in at Alabama, and then to play for Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, you know, he's gotten some serious tutelage, if you will. You ever looked in so, his eyes, though? Like, he's got laser, laser vision. He's got a look to him where you're like, there's something about this kid. He, If you design the offense around him like Lamar Jackson, I think he's got a shot to make it in the league. I really do. I really do. But you're right. He's definitely a sleeper. So let's get to the mock. I mean, obviously, number one and two, we both have the same. Do you – are we – in three years, are we going to be like, ooh, Joe Burrow was a one-year wonder? Is Cincinnati the so wrong I don't think I don't think he's a one-year wonder, but I don't think he's the chocolate boy wonder either or the vanilla boy wonder either. So right. – I think he is a guy, and I threw through 60 touchdowns. <laughs> I for 60 yeah, touchdowns. Mean, the sickest season ever, but I just he don't know. He had one of the sickest seasons, of right. Like, you know, he did it against the SEC, he, though, the NFL defenses, but, you know. He did, but he couldn't start at Ohio State. So that's one thing. So, so, so what happened? He drank the Kool-Aid last summer and became – what we know as Joe Burrow. Uh, also, Brady, Joe Brady, right, who's now with the Panthers. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to look great next season. I think the OC and quarterback coach matter so much in the NFL, even in college now. You know what I mean? And I just don't know. I don't know if Zach Taylor is, you know, Sean McVay. And I don't know if he's the right guy. And I don't know if those, you know, they have the right offensive line and if the weapons can stay healthy. Right. Look, it, it, the one thing I will say is that if the weapons do stay healthy, he is not 
your typical number one quarterback going into a terrible team. Now, granted, Cincinnati's not a great team on paper, but if A.J. Green comes back and they have the two-headed monster at running back and Boyd, I mean, those are those are some oh, talented – those are some talent, yeah, and the speed of Russ. Those are some talented offensive pieces. So thank goodness that he goes, and he's an Ohio kid, right? So, yeah. you know, but that could backfire, right? You could have a Stephon Marbury situation. But I do think that he's in a position to succeed better than most number one overall picks are. So in that way, I don't think he'll be a failure. I don't think he'll be a star, though. I think he'll be a solid, solid uh, NFL quarterback. At best, he's like a Matt Stafford. Right. So So to me, that's a really good player, but I don't think he's a Drew Brees. I don't think he's a Brady. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Projecting out five, ten years. Would the Lions trade that third pick, or I mean, or trade Matthew Stafford to like a, you know, I don't know to who, maybe to the Skins or maybe to the Dolphins for that fourth pick and take like a quarterback and 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 uh, you know and a, and, and a Cuda or somebody like I just I feel like Stafford is he's hit his ceiling. I think he's done. I, I really do. I don't think he's got it. No playoff wins. I don't think he's got anything ahead of him. But that's just – we'll throw that out there. So let's stick to number two, Chase Young. That defensive line is going to be insane with him there, with Jonathan Allen um, and, and, and uh, Carrigan. They got a lot of big boys down there. And this guy is – he's gold jacket in my book. How do you see him? Because he's, he's better than the Bosa's, they say. And he's, he's dominant. He's a huge human being too. <laughs> A huge human being who can move. I know. So yeah, I mean, move, I think look, anytime, anytime you get to get a guy like that at number two, uh, you have to take him. Now, it would have been interesting if Tua were healthy. If it wouldn't be Burrow, Tua, Tua Burrow, whatever, whichever order you want, and then Chase Young would have felt to Detroit. But right now, Washington has to take the best player on the board uh, unless they go all in on Tua. So, yeah, I think Chase Young is, is – But they've got to say give Haskins a chance, right? The second round, you would think they would draft the receiver and try to give Haskins a chance. Plus, they got Kyle Allen, and then they're still hoping Alex Smith can come back for a couple games this season. I, I don't know. You know I don't like that franchise. They need to change their name and get rid of the owner, but that's a whole other conversation. Ah, so. Not going to happen. I know, right? I know. It's like the Knicks. So, number three, Detroit Lions. So, we both have, you know, chalk with one and two. We differ here. I went back and forth, Ray. I, you know, I've been I'm mocking uh, Jeff Okuda. But for some reason, I'm thinking there are more talented corners in this draft that they could get at the top of the second, right? Even if A.J. Terrell slips or Trevon Diggs, like I was mentioning about. Or, um, you know, there's a couple other corners. I don't think there's another special defensive tackle. I mean, maybe you could talk about Kinlaw later on. But I think, to me, the Lions have got to stop the run. They've got to get a pass rush up the middle. Matt Patricia, he, he's got to be able to stop teams. He goes with Derek Brown from Auburn, defensive tackle. That's my pick for the Lions. 
I think Derek Brown is a solid player and a great addition. I have him going seventh to Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think Detroit does take Jeff Okuda and losing Slay, having that, having that secondary shaken up a little bit. Look, you need it, it, in this NFL, you need quarterbacks, you need defensive ends, you need left tackles, and you need cornerbacks. Those are the, the, the priority positions, and you lose, and your secondary is shaky. Now, granted, you need to stop the run. Uh, unless you told me there was another Chase Young out there, I think you go with the best of those three positions, and that's Jeff Okuda. I just think he, he, he showed up from the day he showed up in Columbus. He's been the man, and there's been no weaknesses. I mean, he's he's your prototypical cornerback. He's been all Big Ten. I just think Detroit is yeah, no. happy to get him. I wouldn't be that they took him. I just, I just had, I wanted to mix it up a little. I was getting bored putting him number three, so I had to throw Derrick Brown in. So number four, the New York football giants, which – I don't know if you think this, but I think both of us might agree they might trade down just because of the value in terms of what they really For need. Sure. Yeah. I think they need an offensive lineman, but we don't do trades in our mock. Um, I put, um, you know, Makai uh, Becton here, uh, the dancing bear from Louisville. Um, I think when it comes down, there's other linemen or tackles that might be better than him now, but he has the most upside potential, and he is mammoth of a human being. And I think whether they get him at four or seven or eight, you know, or something, I think they're going to, whether it's him or somebody else, I just think they've got to protect Saquon and Daniel Jones. So I think they're going to take a tackle. So I went with Makai. I can't be mad at that. I have Makai going later. I have him going down at 10 to Cleveland. Um, I think Isaiah Simmons, you talk about a guy that's special and a guy that's talented and a guy that, you know, maybe he's one of these guys you fall in love with his tape and you fall in love with his combine. Yeah, no, he's a beast. You say to yourself, he's a playmaker. He's a playmaker in the, in the truest sense of the word. So without having a specific need, the Giants have a lot of needs, but in some ways it's liberating to just close your eyes and say who is the best athlete or the best player or the best, thoroughbred on the on the board right now and I think that's Isaiah Simmons from Clemson yeah no he's gonna be a stud number five I I, listen I don't believe the hype the rumors none of it I think the Dolphins they don't trade up they don't nothing I think they stay where they're at and now you know they send out this rumor now oh we're gonna trade up for offensive linemen no you're not you're gonna stay there you're gonna take to a Fitzpatrick will stay the quarterback for a year and Tua Tagabailoa will be the quarterback for the Finns. Tank for Tua, that's where he's going, number five. I, I agree. I think he, to me, will be a better quarterback than Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Uh, it's a risk-adjusted pick at number five. If he was healthy, he'd be one in my eyes. And oh, in yeah. everybody else's eyes, he might be two behind Burrow. Uh, so to get him at five and to not have to pay for him would be a coup for the Miami Dolphins. And I think it could be the best thing that happened to him, to him and to them, because he's, as to quote my, uh, my man Tay, he's special-er. 
And oh, yeah. this guy, as a freshman, basically oh, dusted off his cleats, walked in there, and won a national championship against a very good Georgia team, and has been nothing but spectacular ever since. And he brought offense to Nick Saban and to to, yeah. to the SEC and to Alabama. Right. And his only knock is he's slightly less durable than you would like. But but you got to take a chance at great. Right, he's not as thick as Russell Wilson. And I'll say this: he's not as athletic. So I don't like when people compare him to Russell. Russell is Russell is like really special. I, I think not only is he a Hall of Famer, but I think we we all fall into underestimating Russell and, and just who he really is as a player and a quarterback and a leader. He's insane. So the Chargers at six, they're interesting because, you know, yeah, you could start Tyrod Taylor for, you know, four to six weeks and groom a rookie quarterback. And if two is there, they'll snatch him in a heartbeat. But I – I'll be honest with you, and we've talked about this off air. I, I have them taking Justin Herbert, but I could see them trading down and maybe even taking Jordan Love. I don't know if Justin Herbert is better than Jordan Love, Tua, Burrow, any of these guys. He, I've, he's never wowed me. I've watched, I tried to like watch the game and be like, oh, he's going to be, he's had good games. But a lot of the quarterbacks, you know, I've seen Kurt Warner break him down. He's indecisive. He he doesn't throw receivers open. He holds on to it. He's, like, waiting for the perfect pocket. You can't do that in the NFL, Ray. And I just – I don't care about the prototype size, right? We hear all this about Flacco. And, you know, Flacco won a chip, but that was because of the defense but and a couple of great passes. But we've always heard, right, about these strapping quarterbacks and tall and the size, Brock Osweiler and different guys over the years – and a lot of them don't pan out. You get more of the 6'2", six, 6'3", six, quarterbacks, but these 6'5", guys, and, oh, they're athletic, and he can, he can do the zone read. They're going to take him, and I hope it works out for the Chargers. But, boy, I think they want Tua to drop to them because also Tua can sell seats out there in Southern California, the name brand. So, so who you got at six? I think if they're there at six and Tua goes at five, like we both predict, they're trading down. But if they don't trade down, I don't think they waste the number six pick on Justin Herbert. I don't think he is going to be anything special in the NFL. I think people want him to be because of what he's accomplished uh, at Oregon. But I think when you put him under the microscope, he's got flaws, and I don't waste the number six pick on him. I think they take the kid from Alabama, the lineman, uh, Willis. Uh, Wills, sorry, Jedrick Wills. So, uh-huh. to me, they they build that, uh, you know, offensive line, defensive line, and they worry about the quarterback later. Okay, I like that. Carolina 7, um, that's where I got Jeff Okuda. Their secondary is still suspect, um, you know, so they need some, some help with that. But I think that, um, you know, I – He'll definitely go, can go third. And if not, ironically, before I had Derek Brown going there because they could use him too. So if it's not, you know what I mean? If Akuda doesn't, if Akuda goes three, Derek Brown will go here. And if Akuda, if Derek Brown goes, then Akuda will go here. So that's what I have, Akuda. I got your boy Derek Brown going here. I just think he's too talented, best player on the board at that point, and you just take him. He's a real talent out of Auburn, and he will shore up their defensive line. By the time I get to Arizona, number eight, I think it's solid. Andrew Thomas, the big boy from Georgia, you need to protect 
Hopkins, Fitz, and Kyler Murray, who had a pretty darn decent second half of the season. Very slept on. Um, you know, I still don't love Kingsbury, but I think he was starting to figure it out. I think, I think he actually held back Kyler Murray, to be honest. Kyler Murray needed to play a little bit more like uh, Lamar Jackson. And I think he will open it up more this year because Kyler Murray's superior thrower and uh, and runner. You know what I mean? So Andrew Thomas will be huge. They have to get a better offensive line. So, so I agree with the offensive line. I just think they go get the kid from Iowa, the junior from Iowa, Tristan Wirfs. I think he's, he's yeah, good. I think he projects to me as being the the second best offensive lineman behind Wills from Alabama and. Same same sentiment, right? You can't have a great quarterback or, or a quarterback you believe in, especially one the size of uh, your boy in Arizona, and not protect him. You got to protect him. You got to throw some offensive linemen around him. Skill position players are great, right? DeAndre Hopkins comes over. Um, they lose David Johnson, but that's okay. Uh, they've got Kenyon Drake. They've got some. They've got some. You know, skill Chase position players. Man. You, you got to give him an offensive line. No, I totally agree. Now, Jacksonville is throwing Fournette out there, so that'll be interesting, um, which is weird because he's only making $4 million this season. I know you don't want to give him a fifth-year option, but, I mean, just let him play for $4 million and walk. I think Coughlin just doesn't like him, and he sort of spread, it, spread the word that he wasn't a Jacksonville type of player. Yeah, Coughlin's gone now, so remember he no, had No, no, but that. he spread the word. I'm like, I think he oh, painted yeah. his image, you know what I mean? It's sort of like he got his well, word in well, that. You saw the owner. He was tweeting back with uh, Mbakwe, Mbakwe, who they might um, trade uh, their pass rusher, who's a stud, which I don't know why they don't just do a long-term deal with him. Jacksonville has destroyed a team that was in the AFC Championship just two years ago, right? Um, which is baffling, or I guess three years ago now, because last, you know, yeah, two, three years. But um, I got him going with Isaiah Simmons here. He's best available. Their defense is gutted. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey. They got rid of my uh, the big boy from Arizona who went to Baltimore now, um, Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell, got, yeah. You know, Dante Fowler. So, I mean, they've destroyed a great team. They get Nick Foles and they trade up. The Akkad Shah, the owner doesn't know what he's doing. The coach, uh, I don't blame him totally, but I don't know if Caldwell, I don't know what they need to do in Jacksonville. Maybe it's offer Bill Belichick the whole ownership shares to get him to come down there like, you know, Brady went south because the, the, the whole thing is a mess. So Isaiah Simmons would be a huge help for them. Yeah, I think Isaiah Simmons, if he's there, they'd be so happy. I got him going for a cornerback. I'll, I'll say C.J. Henderson from Florida right here, the junior. I think they need a lot on defense. So anything that they could do to plug it up would be fantastic. Let's do one more, and it looks like we have a caller. So let's see what the caller's all about. Number 10, Cleveland. Who who you got for Cleveland? Up oh, caller left. No. Cleveland at number 10. Who's your Who's your guy here? Oh, honey. oh, that's right. You had the corner. I think that's a little high for C.J., but I went with the um... – the, the the Clemson and I'm sorry the LSU and your your boy um I can't even say his name I'm not gonna front Kalevon Chasen I mean I think you know oh you got him going a little earlier than most people okay Clayvon because I okay so at LSU he was a stud he was a great defensive player now they had a lot of you know 
players this year. They're going to have a few first rounders, right? But I think Cleveland, I think they could go, you know, offensive line too. You know what I mean? They could go with worse here. But I just think that right now you have Lamar Jackson. You're going to have Joe Burrow. You still got Big Ben. And to put this team over the edge, you need someone to go with Miles Garrett. And I think this guy can go with Miles Garrett. So. So I think they go with Mackay Pfeiffer's cousin, Mackay Becton from Louisville. And to me, same thing like Arizona and Kyler Murray. It's the Peyton Manning philosophy. You know, you have a quarterback, A, give him weapons, but maybe more importantly, give him an offensive line. So I think Cleveland will definitely take an offensive lineman here. So I think he's the best available right now at number 10 where they're picking. Yeah, I think the caller dropped off. I don't know who it was. but Yeah, yeah, the caller dropped off. So Jets. Number 11, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We used to watch the draft and we'd get nervous and the fans would be booing. Um, Listen, and I love that they said somehow they're going to be through Twitter bringing in the booze for the commissioner. That is hilarious. My my, my (laughs) 10-year-old William thought that was the funniest thing ever. He's like, wait a minute. Why are they booing him? I said, it's a tradition. They boo the commissioner every year before every pick. And I said that this year they have to do it through virtual and they're going to try to bring in booze through social media. He was cracking up at that. I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. So, I, I, okay, I go back and forth. But the reason why I'm going with CeeDee Lamb ahead of Jerry Judy, one, it's after the catch what he does. I think Jerry Judy is a superior route runner. And CeeDee Lamb's not a bump. And either way, the Jets can't go wrong. I, I, I could see them going offensive line, but I just think they, they, they did sign. I mean, look, they signed Perryman and Josh Dotson. Neither one of those guys are real receivers, right? They're like three and four. And then if, uh, they lost Robbie Anderson, I believe. So you got to bring in um, a stud here. And to me, I think they already signed four offensive linemen. So I think they're okay with that. Maybe they get one more guy in the second round. But Jerry Judy, there's been issues where some teams are looking at the uh, the knee and saying that it just it looks weird on MRI. I think he's fine, but I just think maybe that could be enough for the Jets to be like, give me CD Lamb, and I'll be happy with either one. So I went with CD here. I- I'm secretly hoping for Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or even Henry Ruggs, but I think the Jets are going to take Anthony Thomas. I think they're going to go with the offensive line, anchor him in there, and say, you know what, we'll get the wide receiver in the second round and the running back. Uh, You know, they got to make a decision ultimately – on your boy from Pittsburgh, if he's going to be the answer for them for the next two years, or they're going to try to get out. It'd be fine. I mean, look, last year was a mess. They didn't full throatedly like help him. I love Le'Veon Bell, by the way. I think he's, he's one of those complete running backs, but um, I do think the Jets are, I do think the Jets are going to get an offensive lineman here and, and potentially a wide receiver in the second round. So I think Andrew Thomas. Yeah. So the Vegas Raiders at 12, I got them with Jerry Judy here. It's, you know, oh, my God. Whether it's him or C.D. Lamb, it's going to be perfect. And I think it actually will give – because I don't think – I don't care what anybody says. Mariota's not beating out Derek Derek Carr. Derek Carr actually didn't play bad last year at all. Amongst all the injuries and the buffoonery of Antonio Brown and having Terrell Williams, who is at best a number two, really a number three, but played great – 
you know, I mean, Derek Carr with, uh, uh, um, was it Derek Waller, the young athletic tight end, great story with him, and then Josh Jacobs. Jerry Judy to this, woo, Derek Carr will be happy, and away you go. So I, I think they'll be good with him. I agree. I mean, I think this is our third one where we agree, so I think Jerry Judy. Now, remember, I didn't have C.D. I have C.D. Lamb going two spots late or three spots later to Denver. but So I have Jerry Judy being the first wide receiver off the board. Yeah, and then at 13, I went receiver, receiver, receiver because – when you think about um, losing Emmanuel Sanders, which is a perfect move for the Saints, by the way, and then you put in the speed of Henry Ruggs with the way Kyle Shanahan does those, uh, you know, those screens and those wide receiver runs like he did the Debo Samuels, Henry Ruggs the third with the 49ers is going to be insane. And that boy, he is not just fast. He's talented. I think people underestimate Henry Ruggs. He's a, he's a baller. Yeah, so. I think – I agree, and I have the same exact pick. I think he's lived in Jerry Judy's shadow, although Jerry Judy uh, got banged up a little bit, and we got to see Henry Ruggs do his thing and yeah. basically for the last year show out and, and show that he's a legitimate number one receiver himself. So same thing. San Francisco could pick up CeeDee Lang here, but I think that they go with the speed. And think about the speed that they would have on that team with with this guy. And like you said, he's a real receiver. He's not just a track star playing receiver. He's a, he's a legitimate receiver. So then I got Tampa 14 going with uh, Tristan Worth, the Iowa tackle. He's a beast. That's all I can say. You got to protect Brady and help those running backs. And they can get a running back in the second round that, that could probably beat out Ronald Jones Jr. and Peyton Barber. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I got same position, offensive lineman. I have Josh Jones from Houston because, to me, he's the, he's the best player on the board. I have the, the the tackle from Iowa going a little bit earlier, have him going to Arizona, protecting Kyler Murray. So, yeah, same idea, offensive lineman here at 14 for Tampa. Because, look, they have enough skill positions. They definitely need to protect Tom Brady. Very underrated defense. I think they'll be good defensively. So then at 15, you got to help out if you're really going to go with Drew Locke. And he was, I guess he was pretty good the second half of the year, but he only had Cortland Sutton. And then the tight ends have been banged up, but they got some decent tight ends. They just got to stay healthy. So I, I decided that, hey, why not go with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU, who is really, really good and will be the man in that slot probably and totally help out the quarterback. So I, I like him there. So I got CeeDee Lamb going here because I think if he falls, now he might not, but if he now falls and he's available, to have Denver pick Oh, LA I have him going 15 to Denver, yeah. So definitely got to give Drew Locke some talent. Um, if you believe in Drew Locke, you definitely take CeeDee Lamb here. If you don't believe in Drew Locke, which I don't know that you have enough data, this is where you could start to think about Justin Herbert or even Justin or, or Love. Does Ray believe in Drew Locke? Uh, I do not. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do don't. Not. I, I do not either. So, um, and then would you then would you think about even trying to take uh, Herbert or Jordan Love if, if you have this pick? I, I would. I would. I would certainly entertain it. I mean, if he falls to you and it doesn't cost you anything and it's mid first round, uh, I would. I don't know what they're so thinking. I don't know if they've seen enough. Yeah. 
LA's had a bad run with quarterbacks lately, right? I mean, it's been rough for him. I mean, Manning fell into his lap, but drafting quarterbacks has been terrible. Yeah, he really has. He's he's uh, hasn't been flexing his GM skills there. So now the Falcons, I can see them trading up. That's what the rumors are saying. But to me, if Javon Kinlaw falls to them, D tackle from South Carolina, perfect pick. And um, they got to fix up that defense, the Falcons. So that would be great for them. They need defensive help everywhere, kind of like Jacksonville. So I, I have them taking Xavier McKinney from Alabama. So my mm. Alabama crew is strong. So I have them taking the safety from Alabama. But I could see two picks later I have Miami taking uh, Kinlaw from South Carolina. But, yeah, Alabama's taking somebody on defense for sure. Yeah, and then I got your Cowboys taking the safety, which they've been desperately needing. Now, there's rumors that they might try to trade for Jamal Adams with the Jets. You know, Joe Douglas is like, hey, we're going to sign him to a long-term deal. We're not trading him, which they should keep him. I wouldn't trade him to the Cowboys. And I don't know if the Cowboys can handle that money, so I don't know how they would even be able to do that. I think they take Xavier McKinley here to safety from Dallas. So your, how about them Cowboys? What do you think they're going to do? Uh, safety is a solid position, is a position of need. They also lost Byron Jones, so you could go corner safety. But I actually have him taking your boy, who you took six or seven picks earlier, Clavon Chason from LSU, the sophomore playmaker, defensive end, linebacker, one of these guys that just goes and gets after it. If he's there, Dallas would love it if if he fell in their hands. Yeah, no, that's a great pick because Lawrence doesn't stay healthy, Gregory, and, and you lost Robert Quinn. So, yeah, that'd be great. So, 18, Dolphins back on the clock. They could do a lot here, but I got them going with the Bama tackle, um, Jadrick Willis. Um, now, he might not fall down this far, but I think either way they'll take a tackle. So, if it's not him, then it's Andrew Thomas. Then if it's not them, then it's the Josh Jones. Or, you know what I mean? Tristan Wirtz. So they're going to get one of the top four or five tackles, I believe, Dolphins at 18. But I got them going. Uh, I agree. I think they take your boy Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. You you talked about him two or three picks earlier. I think he's a nice fit there in Miami. They got to build up uh, that defense is, is going to be better than the offense. But Tua will, if if they do, if they get out of there with Tua and Kinlaw, I think they're doing quite all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and we didn't really mention it, but we mentioned the teams that are not drafting. But, I mean, in this draft, Dolphins have three. Raiders, Vikings, and Niners have two picks, right, in the first round. Um, And, yeah, Vikings, uh, Raiders, and and Niners. So, um, and maybe one other team, I forgot what it is, but... So, um, where are we at? Oh, in Jacksonville. 19. I got the corner from Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Um, very talented cat. He got lit up in the, what was it, the semifinals or the chip? I can't remember. But, but the kid is, is nice. He's, he's good. He'll be, he'll be okay. And he, you know, he'll help the Raiders. They need another corner. So, I think that'll be good for them. I think you're right. It's either A.J. Terrell or Jeff Gladney from TCU. So either way, flip a coin. But they're taking a cornerback because I think two good corners are going to be on the board right here. 
Now, I thought that was a little high. I, I, I see the TCU kid as a second rounder, so I, I, but I definitely agree with the corner. But I, I saw when you had that, I was like, oh, okay, you put him in the first round. But so Jacksonville at twenty, boy, Ray, they they really destroyed a good team, and I don't I don't believe in Minshew mania. I think it kind of showed itself just like Kyle Allen later on in Carolina that. Once teams got to get film, that it kind of slowed down. So I think you got to take a shot here. It's your second pick in the first round. You snatch up Jordan Love and see, one, if he could beat him out in training camp, if there is a training camp, or I'm sure there'll have to be one eventually. But even if you have him sit a year or eight to 10 weeks, I think Jordan Love is going to be better than um, – Minshew than Gardner Minshew and I and I like Gardner Minshew don't get me wrong but I just I don't think at the end of the day he's your starter for 16 games in the NFL and soon to be 17 games which I hate who do you got Jacksonville same reasoning different quarterback I think Justin Herbert here goes to Jacksonville uh they seem to like his type of personality maybe he's more like the Nick Foles um, just see them potentially slotting in a quarterback here. Like you say, Gardner Minshew is not the man. So I see Herbert having enough value at 20 to take a shot at him. Are you surprised that no team, but especially teams like Denver, Jacksonville, um, you know, maybe the Raiders, the Patriots, have not really aggressively knocked on Cam Newton or Jameis Winston's door? Or do you think that's no? I think I think it's too much. Well, here here's the thing: because of COVID and there's no training camp. Remember that you bring a new quarterback in; he needs to get in there, get in there with the guys. It's hard to do over Zoom, right? (laughs) So I think that you know, in and of itself, is a problem changing quarterbacks, right? Almost go with what you know versus having somebody come in, do a, a really quick training camp and not get to know them. And, and maybe, you know, people have their opinion on, on Jameis and on Cam. So I think the market for them is small. I think it's two or three teams at most for starters, right, because both of these guys want to be starters. Jameis Winston might have to be a backup. But, I, think uh, but Cam Newton can... I think, but I do think when you look at it, they're both they both are in the top 32 and cam to me, I hate when I hear people in the sports media and stuff talk about cam because before cam got hurt, you know, the year before against the Steelers that week, I mean, he was the, you know, he was killing it with North Turner. They were six and two. No, he was was six and two and he was completing 68, 70% of his passes. Yeah. It was, it was being, you know what I mean? I just feel like they, I don't know what it is, but I, Caroline, I thought, did him dirty, and I think the media, you know, whatever. But I think Cam, when he gets a second shot, watch out. So the Eagles, look, they could go receiver. They could go corner. They could go safety. They could go linebacker. Um, but I got him going with um, Jeremy Chen, the safety here from Illinois. So I, I, I'm going back and forth between him, C.J. Henderson, Patrick Queen, but I think I think they take – because remember, Malcolm Jenkins went back to New Orleans. So I think they, they really need a safety. They need a cornerback. They need a safety. But more than anything, they need wide receivers. I think they are so desperate. You know, it, it's horrible that they went and now they're, they, you know, they were blaming their downfall on Deshaun Jackson. If you're banking on Deshaun Jackson, 
who's got injuries. Healthy. I don't think the receivers. Well, no, were. I know, but but they knew Alshon Jeffrey was was banged up starting the season, right? So they were like, what can we get out of him? The shoulder and the surgery and all that stuff. I think they need a they need a wide receiver. So to me, they'll take either Justin Jefferson of LSU or Brandon Ayuk, your boy from Arizona State. So to no. me, those are my two picks back to back. I actually. I I had Philadelphia taking um, the kid from Arizona State, and then in the next pick, Minnesota, I think, is in even more need of a wide receiver now that uh, your boy Stephon Diggs is out. You got to give uh, you got to give your boy somebody to throw to, right? Kirk Cousins got to throw to somebody, and uh, he doesn't have enough weapons if they don't replenish that Stephon Diggs production. So I think they take Justin Jefferson from LSU. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I got Minnesota going with C.J. Henderson. I think they need another corner. Um, I know Xavier Rhodes has been having issues. Some of the guys have been struggling in the secondary. Their defense has not been as good as what it's supposed to be on paper. So I, I think C.J. falls and he's too talented. They got to scoop him up. Plus, you need three, four corners, right, in the NFC anyway with all those quarterbacks. It's just in the NFL in general, but especially – with Stafford and, and Rogers in your division and then your conference. Right. So, but I could, I could see them taking a receiver with their second pick or in the second round, but I think in the second pick, they might go for a receiver. So that's what I have them doing. Um, what you got for our boys at 23, the Patriots are on the clock. I'm going to let you go first. What you got, man. So would they take Justin Herbert or love if he dropped? Maybe. Maybe yeah. they took they took uh, your boy Sony Michelle at the end of the first round. Usually they don't take skill position players in the first round. I think they won't be there, so I don't think that this is a dilemma for them. I think they yeah. take AJ Epeniza, your boy, the defensive end linebacker from Iowa. Uh, I think they need players on defense. Kyle Van Noy's gone. I think they need some they need some replenishment on the defensive side. Obviously they need some help on offense too. So this is going to be an important draft for New England. But I think either they they trade down to try and pick up some second rounders or they take uh they take somebody on defense. Yeah, well now that I got that fourth round pick, I think they have um thirteen picks in the draft, so they're one of the top three or four teams with the amount of picks right behind the Dolphins and stuff. So them and the Vikings are gonna, you know, scoop up a lot of players. Um I got them going with uh Kenneth Murray. They need speed. They're one of the oldest and slowest teams in the league. I think even the defense come playoffs and, you know, the last couple games of the season you start to see it. And I think Belichick this linebacker special, this kid from Oklahoma is a stud. He showed out of the combine, and I think he's like one of those do-it-all linebackers that they just lost in Kyle Van Oy, right, who went to Tennessee. So I think it's a perfect fit, and I think he'll be a Belichickian linebacker. 24, I'm going to tell you, I think Drew Brees could definitely use – I think he missed Mark Ingram. And I think Kamara is a little fragile. He's not a pounder between the tackles. So, honestly, I could see them going with Jonathan Taylor here. But I think they're going to take Patrick Queen because I think they could use a little bit of a boost on defense. And I think Patrick Queen from LSU, another LSU. Between LSU and Bama, you could you could just run the whole draft, right? I think yeah, Patrick Queen yeah, right? is so legit. So, I got the Saints going linebacker. But don't sleep on them taking a running back. 
I have the Saints making the move here for Jordan mm. Love. I think they don't believe Taysom Hill is the answer to Drew Brees. He's I mean, he's he's a, a a gimmicky player, and maybe he saves Drew Brees a couple of pitches. You know, like to use a baseball analogy, he saves him a few pitches per game. But to me, if you could get Jordan Love here, take a chance. You know Drew Brees is one good hit away from retirement, one year away from retirement. So yeah, why not? Have Jordan Love learn under Drew Brees. No pressure. No, that's a great if you just drop Brees, keep it going. Perfect system for him. Perfect uh coach for him. If he drops if I'd be shocked if they didn't take him if he's there. Minnesota Somebody would probably trade up to get him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, especially if you see him dropping past like you know, dropping past like 15. Like, if he goes past 15 at Denver, you're right. I think somebody would come up and get him. Um, Minnesota with their second pick. This is where um, I looked at different cats, but I decided to go with Denzel Mims here, the, the wide receiver from Baylor. This kid, I know you saw that Baylor-Oklahoma game, but Baylor had an explosive offense. Um, you know, their coach was no joke. Um, and you see now he's got that job with the Panthers, Matt Rule. But I think Denzel Mims is the real deal, and I think he sneaks into the first round. He could be a second-round receiver, but I just think he's got a little something extra that Minnesota's like, okay, we get one defense and we get one offense, and this this is the kid for receiver. So I like them. So I had Minnesota taking Justin Jefferson, right? So they've already got their receiver on my board. So I have them taking Zach Bond, the linebacker, Wisconsin. They, they're they in the same area. They've seen him. They scouted him. I think he slots in there nicely, gives them more depth. With the, the negative test, I thought that would drop him out of the first round. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it potentially depends on, you know, it all comes down to the philosophy of the GM. So now it's not a big deal. They're changing the rules with the new collective right. bargaining agreement. So he, they said he won't be in the program because that's it's you know basically they're saying hey we we don't want these guys taking the freaking uh, Percocets and the pain pills anymore. They could do the CBD now, so it's, uh, it's a lot safer for them. So twenty six back to the Dolphins with their third of three. Picks. I think without a doubt, and I don't know how you can even fathom not having him take a legitimate back with not having Kendrick Drake anymore. Dude, this kid, he's special. And we saw that in in, 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 in the SEC since his first year. Right? DeAndre Swift, the first back off the board, he is going to be a star in Miami. Well, I love DeAndre Swift. I just think the defense uh, – sorry, uh running backs have been devalued again. It's like they go up and down and up and down. And I think they've been devalued. And in this draft, Jonathan Taylor and and DeAndre Swift are, are, are very, very capable top 15 NFL running backs. But I do think that here I have Miami taking a defensive player because I have them taking the quarterback Tua at five. And I have them taking the uh, defensive lineman, from South Carolina, Kinlaw, at 18. So here, again, no trades in our mock. I have him taking Ezra 
Cleveland offensive lineman Boise State. If you're going to build around a quarterback like Tua, another frail kid, um, you better put an offensive lineman out there. So to me, you take the best offensive lineman available. You could take him, or you could take Isaiah Washington. Uh, sorry, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia. But you're going to take an offensive lineman here. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not mad at you. I mean, I might have gone with the the kid from uh, Ohio's um, USC as well. From Michigan. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, USC. So I got Seattle. Now I'm hearing rumors that Seattle might take a back. So you don't, you never know. Chris Carson has this surgery. Um, you know, beast mode, I doubt is coming back, although maybe they can work it out, but you gotta, you gotta get somebody in there. And Penny has been, look, Carson and Penny can't stay healthy. I don't know what it is about them, but I think you go with helping those backs to stay healthy and Wilson and you take the the tackle from USC, Austin Jackson. I think that he, you know, he's got a first and second round grade. So I see him in first and second rounds and other people's mocks. But I think, I think he's got, he's got a lot of potential. And I think that he's going to, you know, Pete Carroll, he coaches everybody up and the USC connections. See, you, you see how, you see how I do. I um, see how you do it. Uh, I can't disagree. I like, offensive lineman here. To me, though, you either take Isaiah Wilson from Georgia or potentially uh, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. But same idea, offensive lineman, again, because running backs are being devalued. They absolutely need a running back, and they might take one in the second round. But right here, I think you take an offensive lineman. Russell Wilson, if you think about how good he is, he's never – really played behind a legit offensive line. I mean, ever since that that offensive no, line early on, like his first in the game. very very beginning of his career, he had two stud offensive linemen. But since then, he's been playing with duct tape on offensive line. It's embarrassing what they've been doing to the kid, you're right. And and with all the money invested in them, they've got to get off in the line. I think Pete Carroll better wake up. Um, Baltimore, we're rounding down. At 28, Um, look, here you can kind of put your finger up in the air. Um, they got a lot of defensive guys in free agency. And, um, boy, watch out for them. They just keep getting better. You know, from Ozzie Newsom to uh, Corsio, whatever, like they just know how to build and they seem to always get. Now, Clay Campbell's a little old, but still, I think he's got a year or two left. So you bring him over, they sign another guy from Jacksonville. They're just, they're, um, they're just great. So I actually think Mark Ingram might be going on the downside. And one thing I noticed when Ingram and it's so weird how people don't talk about it, right? Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with Lamar Jackson? What was wrong with Lamar Jackson was Ingram wasn't healthy and barely played in the game, and they couldn't really run the ball, and that's what he needs. So they go ahead, and not Jonathan Taylor. They take J.K. Dobbins. and he'll Really? Be so you got Dobbins going ahead of Taylor from the same conference. Okay. Dobbins all over you. Because one thing I, I, I just – Last minute, I just put him in. And I, the one thing I was realizing, I was like, Dobbins was he was, a, he was super productive and electric, and he could do a little bit of everything. So I think, you know, I didn't want to put three. I was barely putting two running backs in the first round. You got none. But this one just made me put in the third one because I, out of nowhere, I just saw it. I was like, Baltimore always throws a curveball. And I think they see the importance of keeping Lamar Jackson together is, and their lines are already pretty good. 
I think uh, I think they get Dobbins. I think they get it back. Now it could be Taylor, but either way, I think they get it back. So I went with Dobbins. I think that's a great pick. I didn't even think in that direction. I was thinking wide receiver potentially they could go with Denzel Mims of Baylor, who you had going earlier, Jalen Rager from TCU. But I think they just take the best player. They just go with a best football player. And if it happens to be on defense, that's never bothered Baltimore at all. So I think they take Kenneth Murray the linebacker from Oklahoma. You had him going a few picks earlier. So I think if he's around, they scoop him up. If he's there, then they would definitely scoop him up. Tennessee at 29. So, you know, they bring back Henry. Um, A.J. Brown was a stud. We loved him from Ole Miss, and he really showed out. I don't really love Tannehill, but if you're paying Tannehill this money, Ray, you got to get him some toys. And this kid from the Pac-12, Herman Edwards, will vouch for him. Brandon Ayuk, this kid, Ray, he can punt return, kick return, wide receiver return. He gets the ball, and you just watch him go, and you're like, oh, my. I see this kid do some stuff in games where you're just like, what? Yeah, Brandon Ayuk is and like you had him earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if he went earlier. People are falling in love with him because he's just, he's like C.D. Lamb. After the catch, watch out. You know, so I got I, I agree. They need playmakers on offense because that's one of the problems that they had. If, if they're not playing from ahead, they're in trouble. And they need playmakers. And they're getting a little long in the tooth at uh, a tight end and a wide receiver, they could always use an upgrade. So if they have a wide receiver here, so Jalen Rager to me is still on the board and Denzel Mims is still on the board, but I actually have him taking Jeremy Chin. I think they have a need at safety. And if he's around, just like you had him going earlier, the kid from Illinois, if he's there, I could see them picking up a safety here. That's not bad. You know, you can't, you know, you got a defensive mind of coach, Rabel, so and they could get a wide receiver in the second round, so I could see that too. Green Bay, very interesting. You could go offensive line, you can go receiver, you could you could actually go now they got those pass rushers, the Smith brothers, but they don't have like a cover linebacker out of the backfield. And I think that's an issue too, but I don't know if there's anybody for that. So I could see them taking the corner from LSU, uh, you know, Kristen. But I'm, I'm going to go with your boy that you took earlier, Josh Jones from Houston. I think you got to give Aaron Rodgers – because they get a wide receiver in the second round. you got to give Aaron Rodgers – because remember, uh, who was it that went uh, out west? Brian Balaga. Yeah. Balaga, sorry. Balaga went out west. So he would go to – not the Raiders. He went some team. But um, so you, you've you got to replenish that line because Rodgers, you know, he's on the backside. Yeah, they might want to play four more. You might want to play four more years till he's 40, but you got to protect him, you know. And, yes, Dev- Devontae needs help too because these other guys have been inconsistent. So I believe they'll go tackle and then, you know, and then receiver second round. So I, I like Josh Jones here. I agree with your sentiment. I think they're either going to go with an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, and they're going to look at what's best on the board. To me, on my board right now, I would take them ha- have them taking a wide receiver and just finally give Aaron Rodgers, potentially in terms of talent, the GOAT, 
but in terms of accomplishments, can't be the GOAT. So you got to give him some more offensive talent. I agree with the – I personally might go with the might go with a uh, an offensive line, but I think they're going to fall in love with the wide receiver, and I think that's going to be Jalen Rager of TCU, and I think they're going to give him some more depth behind Devontae Adams because, you know, people have shown here and there – but ultimately, they need a number two receiver, and let all these other guys, you know, uh, Marquez Scanling and, and and these other cats, they're really number threes. So if they can yeah. find a number two, I think Aaron Rodgers will be happy. So the Niners, I go with the, you know, Witherspoon and these guys, and then Sherman's getting older. So Kristen Fulton, cornerback from LSU, another LSU guy. Yeah, I got that. In fact, I got LSU going back to back here. I got San Francisco taking Kristen Fulton, the quarterback, the cornerback, and then I got Kansas City finishing up the first round with the linebacker, Patrick Quinn from LSU. So LSU uh, back mm. into the first round, take us out with the fader. Who you got? Well, Who's your Kansas City? Taylor going there, the running back. The KC, they, Damian Williams is nice. LaShawn McCoy is a free agent. But Jonathan Taylor would take them to another level where they lost Kareem Hunt. So, and with Kristen Fulton, that that's a great that, pick. That's a great pick at the yeah, end of the first round. Kind of like how Sony Michelle went yeah. at the end of the first round to New England uh, when nobody thought New England would use a first rounder on him. He can catch the ball. He can do a lot. Jonathan Taylor with Casey with uh, Andy Reid that would be perfect. And and Andy won't kill him to death. And he'll take over Damian's spot. Damian could be a backup. And I think the way the Chiefs go, you know, give Patrick Mahomes a little help, a nice, nice pound and ground guy with Jonathan Taylor, I, I think it would be perfect. So I think with that Kristen Fulton pick, that was our fourth or fifth. We had uh, the same, right? Something like that. So that's I pretty think we cool. we had four the same, or maybe five, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So that's it, man. I mean, what – what would shot like? What one thing would just like you like? We're watching the draft. What's gonna make me or you be like? Okay, oh my god, I gotta send E a text. Or I gotta send T a text. Or I gotta pick up the phone and call. Like, what would blow your mind? Trade up, draft pick. Give me, give me one or two that would just be like, oh my god, I didn't see. What this would coming. blow my mind is if all three of these quarterbacks go in the top ten because I just don't think that. I should say all four, Burrow. Mm. To uh, uh, Love and Herbert, because there's rumors that they all four could go in the top ten. And and nowadays, when the quarterback doesn't cost you as much as it used to, with the salary cap going up, and the and the fact is that you know you can you don't want to, but you can make a mistake certainly at at ten uh, with your quarterback and not pay so dearly for it. Um, so that would that would shock me because, you know, I know it's the most important position in sports, but I also know that, or I think anyway, that uh, two of these guys are not top ten picks. So I, I would be shocked, but, you know, I, I would be shocked because I think it's bad value, it's bad GMing, but I wouldn't be shocked because everybody's trying to get themselves a quarterback. Right, and I guess what would be fascinating about that, which four teams, right, would it be Cincy, Miami Chargers and then Jacksonville, you know, that, I yeah, guess that would I think that's probably the most logical unless it was a trade up, but that would be fascinating. I guess what would shock me is if um, one, what you're predicting, no running backs in the first round. I think that would shock me. I think, I think people are going to see the importance of the running game again, even though they're not valuing them. I think, you know, guys still like, Hey, I can get a back for five years and pound him. 
I, I think there's so much value in taking them back in the first round, even in the later part of the first round, than than having to renegotiate year three if he does really good. You know what I mean? So I think right, you'll that get, fifth-year option is beautiful. Yeah, especially for a back, right, because you don't have to pay so much and you have him for, like, really the prime of his career because backs pretty much can go in year one, look at Josh Jacobs, and, and take over, right? So that first year, like, same with Gurley and those guys. And then I'd be surprised also – I, I, I got a funny feeling. Washington, Detroit, um, Jacksonville. There could be some funny business with with quarterbacks in those places. Maybe even the Raiders. And then I wouldn't sleep on some sort of weird trade with either Stafford or Odell Beckham or. Um, the Jacksonville get rid of him and Bakwe, and then they they get like a, another first round pick, or or the Patriots moving up with the Lions or Giants to get Tua. Don't sleep on that. Patriots trying to get Tua. I, I've heard those rumors. So that that's the type of stuff that I'm gonna be like, oh my god, like I'm William, be like what? And I'll be yelling around the house, and I'm like, I got a call town, <laughs> like that, <laughs> like that. If Bill Belichick does that. <laughs> yeah, don't call me. Zoom me. Zoom me. Yeah, I got I to zoom, zoom you. Yeah. So <laughs> that, but I think it'll be fun. We're looking forward to the format. And um, hey, everybody's being safe. And we think about zoom. think about the difference a year makes. Where they had what was it like almost two hundred thousand people in Nashville doing oh, they, the party for the draft versus zooming from the commissioner's office. Vegas what was a difference a year makes. Oh, outright. And that's, that's what's so sad. And maybe the next year they'll be able to do the draft and people, you know, will be healthy and okay and safe. But, and I think they'll just read up it right. And bring it back to Vegas. Cause Vegas was going to do the fountain and the, this, and you know, with the weather, everybody was going to be advanced and it's Vegas. Right. So, I think Vegas was about to show out. It'd be like a freaking million people there. <laughs> so, oh boy, no social distancing there. So but anyway, stay me, safe. Enjoy the mark. Boy, we didn't mention them because they're not in the first round. Can my Steelers or the Bears and Colts or one of these teams try to come back into the first round at the end to get uh, a Herbert or a Love if they fall? Would you? Could you see? Now Steelers don't normally do that. I don't know if the Bears would do it because they got uh, they don't need to because they got Nick Foles now and 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 figure out Mitchell. But is there a team that you could see coming like could Buffalo? You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I don't think I don't think for a quarterback because I think those guys will be gone. The four the big four will be gone by twenty. Uh, but you can get back into the first round to get uh you know one of these wide receivers an offensive lineman like the fourth or fifth or sixth offensive lineman. So I could see people scooting up from the mid-second round. Maybe even if you think that three running backs are going to go, maybe somebody would trade up and get one of these running backs to lock them down. Okay. Stay tuned. I uh, hope everybody enjoys the draft, and uh, we'll uh, keep talking sports with friends and catch up with you sometime soon. Be safe and take care. Yeah, be well from Ray and Tay. We are out. See ya. Urge.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.